Welcome to Furry Explain. I'm Finn, a big black cat from the internet, and Furry Explained is my show about furries and their culture. So I'm just going to come out and say it. We're going to be doing something a little different than usual on the show today. Here, we really tend to dive deep into explaining either different parts about the idea of being a furry and what being a fan of anthropomorphic animals entails and how that idea is expressed, or we tend to go over the more practical side of the fandom, the classic do's and don'ts and general tips on how to navigate your way throughout the community. But a portion of the fandom that we tend to skip over sometimes is arguably the most vital and all-encompassing part of the fandom itself. The people. The humans that make up this group of human-like animal enthusiasts are what makes this fandom what it is, as obvious as that might sound. And because it sounds so obvious and seemingly feels baked into the fandom experience as a whole, it sometimes can be a bit of a blind spot when trying to explain what being a furry is all about. So I wanted to get back to doing that, at least to some extent, and wanted to combine this way of looking at the fandom with an event that is relevant and related to the overall topic of talking about the humans in the fandom. Here in the United States, we celebrate Black History Month during the month of February, and it serves as a concrete body of time to recognize and celebrate the past, present, and future of Black and African American individuals in this country. And while I know the audience for this show isn't exclusively from the U.S., I still felt compelled to take some time out of this month to simply talk about what being a Black person is like in the furry fandom, especially since that's how I experienced the fandom myself. I understand that at first glance, especially if you're used to the cadence of this show, this might not seem like there's much of a point in doing this because it's not something that is universally felt by everyone in this fandom. But if you really think about it, there are actually very few things that a majority of furries experience equivalently, and there are quite a few smaller communities within this larger fandom of furry that have their own separate experiences with this fandom that might be completely different than someone from another micro-community. So, in reality, this is actually very much in tune to what we do on this show. Taking the time to highlight the experiences of members of this community will help raise awareness about the way that they experience this fandom, and hopefully add a layer of connection that might not have originally have been there with them, thereby strengthening the connection that all of us have in the fandom as a whole. And after hearing myself just say that, that might not make complete sense. I'm not too good with wording abstractions like that, so let's just get to the main point of this episode and have a pretty high-level discussion about what it's like being black in the furry fandom. Welcome to Furry Explained, and we'll get started right here. Every episode of this show presents a unique set of challenges on how we want to go about explaining said episode's topic. And that definitely was the case for this one as well, as it was a bit of a struggle to come up with the main idea of this episode as a whole. My initial thought was to see how strong the tie was between furry history and black history. 
And surprisingly, there was a decent amount of things that we could have covered, highlighted by the fact that the first fursona was created by a black man named Ken Cougar, whose idea of creating an anthropomorphic version of himself to express the overall interest in furry as a whole really set the foundation for how a vast majority of members of this fandom simply perceive one another. Speaking of art, there was also a lot of material to go over on how art styles that started in Black communities of the distant and more recent past have made their way into being expressed in the fandom itself, which sounds great on its own but also presents its own set of challenges, mainly around the idea of appropriation. But nonetheless, both of those were just the most prominent examples that we could have talked about and used to celebrate the connection between the Black community and the furry community. But After brainstorming those ideas for a bit, I actually kept coming back to the idea that looking at this particular topic through the lens of history and influence didn't really get the message that I felt was the most impactful out there. They are important topics, don't get me wrong, but what I think is even more impactful for this topic in particular is simply talking about what it's like being Black in this fandom now and in the present. And I like this approach because probably unsurprisingly, being Black in this fandom is a very unique experience, one that is worthy of a discussion all on its own. In typical Furry Explained fashion, we could start by looking at some empirical data, because that will more or less underscore the entirety of this discussion here. To put it rather bluntly, there are not many Black furries in this fandom. Depending on what dataset you look at, furries that identify as Black make up anywhere from 1% to about 3% of the already US-skewed fandom population. And if we just take the average of those findings, that means for every group of 100 furries that you encounter, about two of them will be Black. And you can look at that in a couple of different ways. My personal favorite is mapping those numbers to convention attendance. Just for the sake of the thought experiment, if furry conventions were an exact representation of the fandom as a whole, at a larger convention of, let's say, around 5,000 attendees, only 100 of them would be black. Or at a smaller, more local convention of about 2,000 attendees, only about 40 of those attending would identify as black. All of this is to show that saying that you are in the minority if you are black in this fandom is quite the understatement. And in those extreme examples, it's pretty easy to see. But in most cases, that is the exception to the rule. Most of the time, this discrepancy of ethnicity in this fandom is not immediately seen. This is mainly due to how much of the actual human behind furries in this fandom can be abstracted away so easily. The way furries interact with each other is predominantly online, and when you combine that with the fact that we communicate and perceive each other by our personas, there is no real way of knowing about the differences of the humans behind the sonas, such as race. The same thing goes with fursuits. It's a much smaller subset of this fandom for sure, but the idea stays the same. You have no idea who is under that suit. All you could see is the sona or character that they are portraying. This ends up putting Black members of the furry fandom and those interested in joining the fandom in a pretty interesting predicament. On one hand, seeing how much of a minority you are in this fandom can be really discouraging and cause would-be furries to actually turn away for the fear of not seeing anyone like them also enjoying this hobby. But also, and I think this is actually the more sneaky one that many might not think about, that abstraction that we just went over might seem like an opportunity to join a group of people that 
on the surface, seems to treat everyone the same. I've talked about this before on the show, but that was one of the initial reasons why I was really attracted to this fandom. I originally saw that everyone seemed to address each other and treat each other equally because we were all just fluffy animal people in this fantasy world where the biases and prejudices of looking different wouldn't exist. But as we all know, at the end of the day, at its most basic of basic levels, the furry fandom is just another collection of humans and all of those biases and prejudices, implicit and explicit, that many humans tend to have don't get magically erased when put into the context of the furry fandom. And you'd be hard-pressed to find a Black member of this fandom who hasn't had to deal with being treated differently once it was discovered that they were Black. Something that, at least in my experience, stings a little harder than usual after realizing how naive you were for falling into the trap of thinking that because we all have these non-human anthropomorphic personas, we would be treated on the same level playing field as everyone else. But let's take a quick step back for a bit and try to answer the question that usually comes in the second half of episodes of the show. Why are we even talking about all of this? Are we just here to rehash the hardships of being a black person in general and just look at it through the lens of the furry fandom? Well, not entirely. Because there's another side to being black in this fandom that is just as, if not more important to highlight than the less than positive things that we've gone over already. This fandom in general does a really good job at supporting one another, but the black community in this fandom supports each other in a way that I believe has no equal. Especially here in the United States, for many black people, the furry fandom is a very special community to be a part of. This is one of those things that is kind of hard to explain to those who don't have to worry about this being a factor in their lives, but having people that simply look like you also enjoying the same hobbies as you do is a very empowering experience. And the black furry community really does an excellent job championing the idea that furry is for everyone, especially for black individuals. For a number of cultural and socioeconomic and related reasons, being what we would consider a nerd is not met with the same level of endearment in many black communities. And it compounds on itself. Because it's not always seen as acceptable, many black individuals don't end up looking for communities filled with other nerdy people, thus keeping the population of that ethnicity low in that community, further discouraging others from joining to avoid the very unnerving experience of being the only black person in a room, and the cycle just continues. But there is a strong and growing support system in this fandom for black individuals that shows that there are people like them in this fandom and that it's okay to be a nerd with them in this space. This idea of a safe space to be themselves also goes for a much more serious aspect that comes with being a furry. For many black people, myself included, this is one of the few safe spaces they may have to really explore their sexual and gender identity, especially if there is a connection to the overall LGBTQ community as well. For a variety of different reasons that are too complex to really get into, any LGBTQ-related activities are really discouraged in many Black families and communities, and may be a source of frustration for many of those wanting to understand who they are. 
Again, this is something that the furry fandom offers to pretty much everyone, but this idea of a safe space to explore something that personal can be extra meaningful to black individuals. This leads us to the original question of why we are pointing all of this out in the first place. Well, just like this fandom does so well with LGBTQ members, I think it's equally as important to highlight and truly celebrate the black community in the furry fandom. Celebrating black furries is all about celebrating the idea that the fandom should be a place of belonging and community, with the one thing keeping us all connected being our love for anthropomorphic animals. Now, let me be very clear, this does not absolve the shortcomings that the furry fandom has when it comes to putting that sense of inclusion in action. It is a lot better than other general groups of people, but it's still important to call out injustices to all minority groups when they happen and remind each other that if we're going to talk the talk of inclusion in this fandom, we have to walk the walk as well. But even with those shortcomings in mind, the black community of furries in this fandom is alive, thriving, and statistically growing. We all know how hard it can be to find our true community within a larger community and how impactful that love and support system is once we do find it. And for black individuals, this is especially the case. It may be extra hard for us to sometimes find a sense of belonging in this fandom, but we do know that there's a small but extremely supporting black community behind us, cheering us on to be our most authentic selves. And the fact that we get to do that in a community centered around the idea of anthropomorphic animals is truly worth celebrating. Alright, that concludes this episode of Furry Explained. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I really hope you enjoyed it and maybe learned something new today. As always, if you want to continue the conversation about being black in this fandom, something that I have no problem talking about at length with anyone willing to listen, or if you have any other suggestions or feedback for the show, you can find and follow me on Twitter. I'm at Finn the Panther, and a link to my Twitter is down in the show notes, along with some other resources about this topic that you should definitely check out. As always, if you do like the show and want to support it, the best way to do that is to follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, be sure to give the show a rating and a review as well. You can also just tell people about the show, and if they don't know where to start looking, you can point them to pod.link slash furry explain to find the show on their platform of choice thank you so much for doing so and we'll be back next time for another episode of furry explained oh and before i forget there is a small announcement coming next week as well it really is something small so don't put too much thought into it just be on the lookout for something new for the show sometime next week but until then stay wild out there peace peace